This is an Area Code podcast. Turn the road, please stop. He's speaking up. Do you want to come say hi to them, Turn the road? Hi, buddy. What's, what, do you have an entry for the shit jar? Totoro, do you have an entry? <laughs> yeah, he's like, every day I speak up against Steve and he is ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck you, Totoro. I'm Ashley Whitehurst, and I've been performing and directing and teaching and producing improv and sketch comedy for almost 15 years. I think poop jokes are funny. I'm Felicia McLeod, an improviser, writer, voiceover actress, and just started reading tarot cards. Hit your girl up. Hi, my name is Steve Hahn. I'm an improviser, on-camera actor, and director, and my estranged father has tried to connect with me on LinkedIn before. Hi, Kevin. Welcome back to Comedy as an Ouchie. I'm Ashley. I'm Felicia. I'm Steve. Well, hello and happy Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Yay. A whole month, Steve. What are you going to do with your month of of love and adoration? You know, it's interesting um, because I don't know. I don't know how much believe in astrology that are listening to this. I don't I I believe in parts of it, but not like like, I think it's really fun. And I believe in it. So like I believe in it from like a social biological it's all perspective <laughs> i think like some of, like it makes sense that like leos would like be outgoing because their birthdays are in the summer when like the school year is not in like america so you know like there's things like that that makes sense but anyway it was a scorpio moon recently so like i don't know about y'all but my energy's been really like low and like i've been really anxious and mm. down on myself until mm-hmm. recently and i was like I think it's because the Scorpio moon went away, but also it's Asian month is what I'm just going <laughs> to, in short. So it's both Asian of those month, combined. Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, which is like such a mouthful. <laughs> it's um, Asian month. Um, and so I'm just going to live my best life. I went to the DMV today, as I was telling these two right before we started. And um, that was not very in line with my Asian month vision. But mm. from here on out, it's going to be... Uh, full of Asian love. Yes, I love it. That's amazing. Um, can someone explain what Scorpio moon means? And then everybody was yelling at me that it was Aries season a couple weeks ago, and I didn't know what that meant. What does it that was mean? Not is that Taurus what, season. What does that Taurus. mean? So, I, Felicia, you do tarot cards, so I feel like you can oh, you yes. can kind of speak to this. Ooh, mm, so same? I should be better well versed. Well, I think it's like Ooh. slightly different because the tarot cards are oh. like. Um, there's like four sets of cards and they're supposed to not tell you the future, but tell you where you are currently in your life and like gives you little things to think about to like make your mm. life better. Um, but like when it comes to like the Zodiac signs, that's like, I don't know the dates, but it must have been like from this date to this date, you are Aries from this date to this date. You're uh, what's the one that's what's happening now? Taurus. Is it Taurus season? It's I don't Taurus know. Season. Yes, it is Taurus season. Um, but as a Libra, I'm just like, I don't know. Okay. Great. Taurus I season feel... right now, every, it's about, it's about, it's earth signs. So things are grounded, you know, things are more grounded, mm. um, and whatnot. Uh, Scorpio moon means that the moon was something about feeling a Scorpio, which means that like emotions ran high, you know, Scorpio is a water and sign. They were high. So, you know, your emotions, your self doubt your inner saboteur they ran free in the last month 
So do you have to, in order to be affected by these seasons, do you have to be one of these? No, everyone is like, affected by these seasons. But how everyone's you affected. It, how you process it depends know. on your side. So I'm a, Ooh. I'm an Aquarius. <gasps> Felicia's a Libra. What are you again, Ashley? I'm a Leo. You're a Leo. Summer birthday. Okay. Um, uh-huh. To no Libra's a fall birthday, technically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's fall. Leo, a fire sign. So on this podcast, we have two air signs and a fire sign. What does that mean? Fire it's signs. What are like, fire signs are. It's like a good podcast. Fire, it's a good podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of things that we're people are really into right now that like our hip American culture come from like Asian culture. So as we go into Asian month as well. Um, recognizing mm. where some of the things that you love come from, for example, horoscopes, you know, originate, I believe, mm-hmm. at least, in, like, you know, from Asia. So, um, yeah, <laughs> Asian month. I love yeah. that. It's like, do your research and do your research, share your yeah. knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Babylonians, Babylonians, that's what it is. The, the, um, I think, I, I guess, is where it originally started, which, you know, is old world Asia. So, yeah. Yeah, everyone, do your research. Understand. Do your research. Do your research. You can the- um, you can do cultural appreciation and not appropriation, but it takes work mm. and homework. Hmm. You have to understand. So do that work. Do the work. Do the work. And especially today, because the Mar- Marvel just announced some of the new movies coming out, and we have a lot of like uh, uh, uh melanated content that we're going to get our way from Marvel. Yeah, yes. like that, you know. Oh. So we have some really cool content coming our way that's Asian. So, so yeah. what's the one that um Kumal is in? Yeah, Kum- um, he's he in um, the Eternals, who's being which is being directed, Eternals. which is being directed by um most recent Oscar winner Chloe Zhao. How cool is that? Mm. We didn't even get to talk about that. Isn't yeah, it so cool that, was, that like yeah, she's, I love that. Yeah, I love that, and it's. I think it's like unfortunate that her win was marked by like China being weird about it with her. Um, but you know, she's Asian. She's Asian woman excellent. Can you say more about that? Can yeah, you say about China. More about what they were doing? Um, yeah, so China like originally was like really gung ho and like into Chloe Zhao, especially like when. She had um, her thing that like broke her into the industry, like won a ton of awards. And it was about um, uh, his Native American tribe. And I want to say it was the Lakota tribe, but I'm not. Um, I don't want to mess that up. But she made this like really critically acclaimed movie short film. Hold on. Let me. It's called. It was called Songs. My it is Lakota. It's Lakota Sioux. So um, it's uh Lakota Sioux oh, tribe. It's between a brother yes. and a her younger sister. It's a 2015 American drama film written and directed by her, and produced by her and Forrest Whitaker. So um, great short film. Mm. Um, yeah. So she she's great. And so she so China used to be like really gung ho about her, and then she came out with an interview that like kind of resurfaced that where she was saying like I live in America now. Like China's pretty oppressive and it's certain opinions and whatnot and then a bunch of like chinese nationalists saw that and were like no like screw chloe Zhao." so then they removed all of like the posters for nomadland and like post about it on uh, mm. like wechat which is china's like facebook basically and like removed mm. all like abilities to see it there and whatnot so yeah yeah that's awful because it's a good movie and I mean, even if it wasn't good a movie, that stuff should be able to exist and be seen mm-hmm. and not be oppressed like that. Yeah. So. Damn. And we should be able to comment on 
where we're living and what mistakes are being made so we can be better instead of, I don't know. Um, yeah. Let's do level two improv, AKA what's really going on here. We're going to go deep, not wide on a specific issue. this feels like an interesting thing to talk about in terms of like what we do, what we are dealing with in our industry is like being able to talk about this openly without fear of any sort of oppression or retribution. I was going to say it's interesting. So this is going to sound like a little bit of an aside, but I think maybe this can be like an anecdote we talk about where there's like a generational divide. Sometimes it seems between like people who like, like mm-hmm. the old, there, so for okay so this is why there's like this is kind of it might seem like a silly aside but i think it's important to talk about so there's a drag queen this is like about drag race but there's there's mm-hmm. a drag queen whose name is tamisha iman i think i talked about her on this podcast before <gasps> we love tamisha you okay uh, actually is coming for you. <laughs> yes. literally is coming for people so i'm gonna say i i don't know how i feel about tamisha iman right now because tamisha iman released like <gasps> a bunch of hour-long videos where she like so there's this queen that is she's this queen is my actual favorite queen Monet Exchange. I love Monet Exchange. She's uh, yes. uh, a black queen from New York. She's the she was the first All Stars winner of color. She's uh, best friends with Bob the drag queen who won season eight. She's an amazing drag queen, amazing winner. She just moved to L. A. We love Monet Exchange. Gorgeous and funny. gorgeous she's and fun. Gorgeous. Um, but she has this podcast where she reviews the show with Bob the Drag Queen and she like and Bob were both like critical of every queen not just Tamisha Mon in particular but Tamisha Mon like heard this and like was really like thrown or like was really like angered by it it seemed like not angered she was like I'm fine I'm just gonna I'm gonna use her as an example to show why you shouldn't come for me and it's like Monet wasn't coming for her she was just mm. like critiquing your looks because some of them like weren't the best or sometimes like you didn't do the best job and i was like i i do think that sometimes this might be like a generational difference not to like say that's the only reason Mm -hmm. i think there's like interpersonal stuff that's obviously going into it but i think there is this difference where like like i think we should be allowed to have like a nuanced conversation where we critique and and we've said this before on the podcast where we shouldn't glorify politicians or we shouldn't glorify like anyone really but you know you should be allowed to like Mm -hmm. critique and like have a conversation or you can still, like, show that you love something and respect something, but, like, hold it to a certain standard. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think yeah. that fits. Yeah, I, I agree. And there's... Well, well, Steve, actually, when you say generational thing, are you speaking in terms of our generation feels more empowered to do that versus the people who came before us who are too scared to lose something? Or are you saying there's a difference in how generations are speaking out now? I think there's a difference between like what was and what we're going towards. And I think a lot of, I think like there's like, okay. So, you know, for example, for me, like I'm always about impact over intent. I think like both need to be taken into account, but I think like there needs to be an ownership over someone's impact in their words. Right. And then I look at, I, I watch RuPaul's Drag Race and there's an episode where RuPaul was like, intent is everything. Like intention is where it's at. So if it's coming from a place of love, you can kind of do whatever. And I was like, I don't know. I don't think that's true because I think that there's people who have like good intentions and are still racist. I think there are people who have good intentions and are still transphobic. I think there are people with good intentions that are still whatever. And 
and good intentions doesn't mean that like you think what you're doing the good intentions just means that what you think you're doing is right it doesn't mean that like you're aware of what is wrong it just means that you exist like in a space where you know what you think you think that you're coming from like the right place or whatever right it it usually people who are racist and have good intentions still like our good intention folk that are racist are just people who are like ignorant or um ill-informed that's it and it's not like a, i mean it is a bad thing to be ignorant but it's not like your fault to be like if you're ignorant because of like if you're refusing to learn then that's your fault but if you're ignorant just because of like where you grew up and like lack of resources and whatnot you can educate yourself and that's okay but you still need to be like reckoned and understand the impact of what you're doing right like i don't think i've ever like intentionally tried i mean i, I have a sharp tongue so maybe that's not the best example but i've never like at least in like my actions from like a from like as like a cis non-black person of color male perspective i've never like intentionally tried to do like cause harm in some ways but i know i have because of the impact of like the impact of my like actions regardless of intention because i just like didn't know sometimes or you know i uh was ill-informed or i was ignorant about xyz right like when i first got to college we had to introduce ourselves as pronouns at our first house meeting and i had no idea what those were so i said oh i use the normal ones and there was someone in my house who was like like gender queer at the time right who like was like questioning their gender and was like going through that so i i don't know if it did but i can see why saying oh i use the normal ones would like hurt that person so i need to understand that like my intentions weren't bad because i just didn't know what pronouns were at the time but my impact was bad and so i need to like i need to be able to like it's not like impact i think like there's something to be said about like not always knowing like that that might hurt someone and that's not always whatever but like being able to at least recognize that impact you at least have some ownership over the impact and being able to understand that like sometimes you need to meet someone halfway and say like i didn't my intentions were always good isn't just enough you know yeah i think that's really interesting and and i do agree that i think that the tides are changing as they say where we're able to recognize that more in the moment and sort of not not get caught up in the and what's i mean there's like a like it's not oxen's razor it's whatever one it's you know most of the time someone does something it's not to be hurtful it's just like sheer stupidity or just ignorance um but it does get hard when like i think the same lesson is being applied or being taught over and over and then it does feel intentional you know and and they're just not listening um and I think that's where the power structure comes in, where you're like, I've said this more than once, I'm speaking out against it, and now I have everything to lose, and that feels unfair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, and I mean, that's where power dynamics come at play, right? It's like everything that's like a problem right now systemically are power dynamics, but it's like, why should this person be fearful of losing anything because of, you know, trying to bring light to xyz i don't know i think there's i think there's some i think there's like something to be said about um like the fact that traditionally like because we lived in like a capitalist patriarchal society like if you're not that you're kind of like well you know until it's your time you know it's your turn to be spoken to um and they've lived that their lives the entire way. So now that they're seeing people like finally be brazen enough to not be like that, they're like, well, that's not fair to me now because I, I only got to where I am because I shut the fuck up, <laughs> you know? And so I get that. But also it's like, sometimes I think that's selfish because it's like, shouldn't you want the generations to come after you to have it better than you did? Like, Yeah. 
I'm thinking about this on the flip side, where if we have somebody in our community speaking up, and maybe this is sort of what's been on my brain because it's like everywhere in the news, this idea of cancel culture. So in our community, if someone does speak up about something that is completely antithetical to what the rest of the community believes, like let's just say for the hypothesis, I'm I'm talking about somebody who is like, I uh, don't believe gay people should get married. And in our community, that feels very oppressive. Should Not we... Me. Should the community? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, take it away. I'm a, I'm a simple, I'm a simple hoe. <laughs> Tell me what to do, daddy. I'm but a simple hoe. What to do, daddy? I'm but a. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's, should the community move to speak up against that? Because that could be seen as a fear. That could be seen as a fear of retribution or oppression. Does that make sense? So, like, it feels like we we have to strike a balance, and I don't know what it is of like fairness, uh, we should be able to say what we want. And then I think sometimes when someone expresses something that is different than what the large hive mind kind of believes, like we believe like, you know, fairly progressive rule uh, values, should they be oppressed or should they be kind of kicked out or canceled? That's, that's hard. Re- Cause I feel really, like, yeah, <laughs> I feel like if somebody came into the community and they're like, um, I'm I'm used to only hanging out with white people so I feel like improv should just be white and it's like that's what they were taught to believe then it's like then this isn't the space for you because in this space we're inclusive of everybody so I feel like we do cancel them and and I kind of yeah. don't care that we do I, mean, I think there's something to be said <laughs> I, I think like that I think in that case it's where you know you have to kind of like look at it from the perspective of like like this isn't the same thing i think like that is a lot more harmful Mm. that's a lot more harmful but i've seen a lot of people of color say really ignorant things about things that don't have Mm -hmm. to do with race and like Mm. like i've seen i've seen i've had conversations where i again i've probably said i i'm not i'm I'm gonna take out the word probably like i have said harmful things with because i just didn't know and i've i've had conversations with people of color because they like about mental illness and about mental health like i've seen i've had a lot of like conversations with people of color where like they said really harmful things to me and i had to like talk to them after about it but Mm -hmm. but like why is it that they're not canceled for that i again their their thing Mm -hmm. is like much less harmful so it's kind of a spectrum and it's like where is that line between like what's quote quote canceled because i've seen them say really and i've I've seen people continue to say harmful things about mental illness even though it's brought up brought up you know like i feel like if if it's brought up and they don't take it and receive it then they should be canceled because it's like you are not taking on this new information i think that there's people there's a lot of people who come through chicago at least or people like like i had a student who because like right now like everything's online so i had a student mm-hmm. who was in tennessee i want to say like knoxville i think who like was great and i i had he requested to meet with me for like a zoom office hour thing and we met and he's from tennessee and some of his sketches just like obviously come from a place of like having been raised like around like white farmers most of his life is like a lot what a lot of his inspiration Mm. for his sketches comes from it seems like and Mm. like there was one time he said something where i was like hey like maybe like you know understand that like this joke while like isn't inherently problematic is like using um is punching down at something like like potentially right Mm -hmm. so like let's not go in that direction and he was like like confused about it he wasn't like oh my god i'm so sorry immediately he was just like oh i like don't really understand that can you explain and i explained it to me i was like oh 
Okay, now I know. Like, I just had no idea. So for, for people like him, though, you know, I think that there's a lot of people who, like, if they were to see that, they would immediately cut him off. And yeah. I think, like, there's something to be said about, like, that's not... Like, but, like, that's so, like th- that's what I'm saying. I think people, like, naturally like... It's why people love Marie Kondo. It's why the Container Store is amazing. People love organization. Mm-hmm. People love putting things into, bo- into boxes. They love just, like, knowing, okay, this is, like, the benchmark for, like, cancel. This is the benchmark for not cancel. This is the benchmark for good. Yeah. This is the benchmark for bad. This is the benchmark for, like, talented. This is the benchmark for not talented. People love putting that. Rather than having, like, nuanced conversations about, like, this, the spectrum of things. And it's, like, why, why can't... Mm-hmm. Why are we so, like looking to box things and glorify things and prioritize things like i get that that's like naturally what humans like to do because we're mammals but like you know it just you, you can commit to unlearning to that you really can yeah i feel like people like to do that because they they think it's easier to just put people in a box instead of having these like yep hard conversations mm-hmm. that need to be had especially like you talking about like minorities too and their own ignorances if we let someone who's a minority get away with doing ignorant things or saying ignorant things and that snowballs Mm. into something that could possibly be dangerous yeah it's just so much work that has to be done we all have to just be willing to do that work to do the unlearning of the ignorant things that we've learned Yeah, I think that's right. And like what you were both just saying sort of spurred this thought in my brain where it's we can't have these nuanced conversations. So therefore it is canceled or not. And then what winds up happening is people get canceled and that becomes their whole identity. And the the, the people who don't get quote unquote canceled, I'm using this very generally, get to stay. There's never a conversation. And so their harmful behavior continues and gets perpetuated. Mm-hmm. And it's like we could have just for both of these parties, we could have just sat down and had a conversation and like for teachers and and people in in these you know powerful roles you have more than one let me be a little more gracious if you have more than a handful of conversations about the same issue it's time to let that person go that's where i stand mm-hmm. um because they're not learning and they don't care and specifically if you're moving in these spaces these these space art is so is ever evolving and ever you know challenging the the status quo but like at the same time we bump up against the status quo all the time and it gets really hard to to continually make good art under a situation where the the people in charge aren't are telling us to to satirize and punch up but then it feels like in their like daily interactions they're punching down and being harmful if that makes mm-hmm. sense which is need to practice what we're teaching right yeah and it's i like i i i'm hoping that like as we move on towards like you know like I just, I think, like, the world has always existed in binaries, man, woman, you know, straight, mm. not straight, I guess, you know, like, you know, I'm I'm hoping that, like, as the world continues to, because if you just think of it from, like, a math perspective, you know, we're, like, going to hit 8 billion humans in a few years, you know, like, which is crazy. But, you know, if you think about, it, like, as we just continue to grow and build, like, we should be able to, like, create, like, understand spectrums more. We should be able to, like how like dive deeper and not wider or both be able to do both actually you know like it's i think Mm -hmm. that we have room for that it's always been like like even if you look at like um like i I, i've talked about a few times but if you look at like something like marvel i'm like a huge marvel person right i love marvel and if you look at like the first movie the first main movies like if you look at the first few that came out in phase one it's iron man 
Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, Avengers, and Hulk. Right, six movies came out in Phase One. Yep. They're all white people, and even in Avengers, yep. it was five white men. The main Avenger crew, like that core six, that like are the final, like that top build cast, each paid fifteen million per movie in the last two movies, except RDJ, who got paid mm-hmm. seventy-five million. But you know, like if you look at those six actors, they're all white. You look at like that, even it's like the like people's brains could not process around like blockbusters, blockbuster you know films on like until blockbuster superhero films until it was like white people right it's always like Mm -hmm. if you think about like most of these movies that are again are like geared towards selling out and whatnot it's always like guardians of the galaxy like they had to make the one black person in the movie green you know (laughs) like and it's still led by like a white guy you know it's just like it's always like been in these like binaries of like white not white straight not straight whatever and i'm hoping that we can move towards like understanding that like with pronouns even there's not just three it's not he him his she her hers and they them theirs there's also like z zim zier there's um there's like a lot of pronouns that like don't exist uh yet that might because people are like continuing to discover gender expression right that's like another thing so Mm, yeah sexuality you know there's like that's like there's demisexual pansexual there's like a whole bunch of things that aren't listed right so Mm -hmm. yeah we need to be more adaptable and growing with the times yeah i i think about what you were saying about marvel in terms of i'm a big doctor who fan and for the longest time it's been a man as doctor who Mm -hmm. and um this 13th doctor was jodie whittaker who was um a woman. She was in Broadchurch. I don't know if you guys uh, know who she is. Um, um, but the like crazy fervent Doctor Who fans lost their minds because they were just like Doctor Who's always been a man. And they and I read the best like it was like one paragraph where someone was like, "Okay, so you believe that this." alien that he's he's a time lord he regenerates bodies he can time travel but for some reason you're having a hard time believing that a woman could be doctor who absolutely wild i know and she actually just recently quit and my hope is that they do get in either a person of color or like a a, you know somebody who is not on the the you know a typical he or she you know they're all over the spectrum like because Jody had to sort of kick the door in and force it down Doctor Who fans' throat. Same with Black Panther, kind of like making that parallel. Um, anything is possible. And so it's, I think what, what we're kind of touching on is like, I'm not going to give too much credit to these big like TV, you know, studios or like Disney or Marvel, but like they're listening, even if it is for like all the cynical reasons in the world, you know, if it's, you know, oh, ratings are good, but they're we're listening. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And if if that's, if that is the metric by which they're kind of measuring um, whether to diversify things, then okay. Then that means little black boys and girls can go in and watch Black Panther and be like, that person looks like me. Or, you know, I can watch Doctor Who and be like, I can also be a Time Lord because now there's Mm -hmm. a woman. I won't be, I can't ever be a Time Lord because I was not born on the correct planet. But that's what I (laughs) (laughs) You should watch that show, Felicia, since you've got HBO Max. Anyway. Okay. Yeah, it's this idea that, like, we can exist however the hell people exist, and people just need to deal with it. Like, there was this guy that wrote this op-ed for the Orlando Sentinel, like, the main Orlando newspaper, about... So, Disney, Disney's, like, like just announced, and they're allowing cast members, which is, like, what they call their employees. They're allowing cast members to, like, show their tattoos now, and they don't all have to, like... Like, like they don't like like in the past like yeah. all the 
female identifying cast members had to wear like a skirt with like a certain outfit or whatever like they were like certain outfits and now they're letting like they're kind of like letting them wear like a, like more free stuff and he wrote this whole essay about how he's upset that people that like disney is like allowing anything to happen now and how like the old ways are dying and blah 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 and it's just like because they should die and it, he's exactly he's like it's just like he's saying like oh my god disney's not upholding racism and sexism anymore i hate it and it's just like it's just crazy like how yeah. you know it, and it's a quote that is has been said before and we'll continue saying it until this until it's not true anymore equality from the eyes of the oppressor seems like marginalization right mm. and it's it's crazy yeah yeah Ugh, this is so frustrating because it's such a it's such a conversation that's being had like in so many different ways but this like wokeism that people are using as a swear word now it's it's that like inability and in well i'm looking for a different word i don't know what it is just like the purposeful intent to not change and evolve when it's it's like you have to to be uh, i don't know how to verbalize how frustrating it is to hear somebody be mad at disney because they're getting rid of a of a of a Mm -hmm. thing that is rooted in racism like why is that a bad thing because it's like these are our values these are things that we believe and you're like well you know it's this thing i was was listening to bob and monet talk about it about how like they were saying that there are black people who are really against um Oh my god, sorry, I didn't realize the toilet was behind me. I heard a, a breathing and I was like, oh god, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. We would have told you. If yeah, we would have told you if there was something on my bed, so I was like, oh god. Um, <laughs> but, you know, they're talking about how, like, some people, like, can't get, like, some people, like, don't like it when people badmouth R. Kelly because they associate, like, R. Kelly, certain R. Kelly songs to, like, Mm-hmm. significant moments mm-hmm. in their life right people associate and it's like again i think there's moments like this though where i'm like the person isn't their intentions aren't bad when they're like just exclaiming about why they're sad that splash mountain is closing but they're just not understanding why like a racist movie like song of the south would hurt someone who's viewing it as like a symbol a, a symbol of slavery versus that movie mm-hmm. as like the song that's you know zippity doodah into the zeitgeist right that's like the difference and it's like you're when you're in the place of privilege you're able to look at you're able to break things apart into discrete units and pick and choose what you want but when you're not in the place of privilege you can't do that so you know it's like that's what it is and that's the same for like chicago comedy and it's it's this thing where people when people are like you're why are you attacking this thing that's good it's like you're you think it's good because you're you've been able to have a buffet of choices for like what's good for you but for Mm. the rest of us Mm -hmm. it's been really fucking shitty like constantly you know i i'm i love disney i'm crazy i like i love disney my friend accused me of being a disney gay the other day and i hit him with my car and you know so you know like <laughs> so Rebecca Gayhart another famous person hitting another someone famous with a person. car <laughs> and you know what it's true but you know I, I if I'm a Disney game then whatever but I was like I, I love Disney but I'm also like hypercritical of the fact that it's a capitalist rat <laughs> like Mickey is a capitalist rat mm-hmm. like the whole concept in Good Place where it's where they're like it is impossible for people to get into heaven because or to good to the good place because the world is so complex and complicated and full of like real contradicting types of things you know mm-hmm. <laughs> liking 
is it okay to like this movie even though, uh, you know, I mean, I'm going to bring back Doctor Who. Doctor Who, one of the main characters in the first uh, few seasons of the reboot, Noel Clark, he's a British actor. Like this big article just came out on uh, him that he was using his power to sexually assault women. And so it's like, now I feel like, and his name is Mickey too in that show. So I don't know if we've got a, a Disney mm. Mickey tie-in here. Um, oh, Mickey's not a like, sexual assault too, though. He's just a capitalist rat. <laughs> He's just He's a just, capitalist rat. No, we don't know that. We don't know. You that. know what? We, we have not heard. We don't know the origin story of Minnie and Mickey. <laughs> oh God, that'd be so, that'd be heartbreaking. Oh Imagine. Well, you know, Walt Disney is problematic, um, and people should be able to talk about how Walt Disney fun. was problematic. Yes. Walt Disney, Walter Elias yes. Disney, was a problematic man who created a lot of good, but was problematic. Anyway, about Doctor Who, and yes. those two things can exist, they and can. maybe even three. Yeah. Maybe yeah, it's but it's hard to like figure out where the 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 line is, and as far as you know, like Michael Jackson, right? It feels very mm. one of those like very nuanced, complex situations where you can't just go, "I'm never going to listen to him again." It's like, but he changed the world with his music, but then also you're like, you know, stuck about you know what he did. So I'm kind of using these really grandiose explanation or examples, um, but it makes it hard, I think, for for humans to have nuanced conversations so instead of doing that they write an op-ed about how they can never go to disney because it's too uncomfortable for them to like actually understand the, the real story behind a ride or something like that yeah did he even in the article did he say like what it was changed to or why he thought it was changed to or he was just mad the whole time about that it was changed period he was mad that it was like changed that like things were changing and he was saying that like disney's allowing too much now like it's just like he doesn't want to go because it's like going to be totally different from what he recognized. And it's like, then don't go. Then stay in your, stay in your house. Stay in your little, stay in your stay little house. You look like stay a, you hot. look like a nasty slug. You look, you I'm look like a, a light pug. show in peace. He looks like a, he looks like a, he looks like a, he looks like, a, he looks like that pug from Pocahontas, but more racist. <laughs> You're talking about that little pug, that little Percy or whatever his name is. Little. Yeah. He was cute, uh, but racist. Yeah. And that baby sad. Yeah. Also, Pocahontas. <laughs> I will say sometimes Disney- Pocahontas. Woo! We don't have the time. We don't have the time for Pocahontas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's move. Let's move on. Let's move on. But yeah, let's move on from Disney and Pocahontas. Uh, but yeah, um, it, it's. I think when we bring it back to comedy and stuff like that, we we have to be able to have these complex conversations and not be afraid to get shut down or kicked mm-hmm. off stage or kicked out of a show. Oh, make a mistake because we'll make a mistake and then we'll have to learn from it and grow. Except for and if you don't grow, right. then except for you two, you two don't make mistakes. I no. make so many mistakes. I've I, I made my first mistakes. mistake today. Ever? Ooh, what was it? I went to the DMV during Asian Month. <laughs> and that <laughs> I thought it was going to be a perfect month. That was a mistake, I but, I forgive, you, but I forgive Thank you. But I forgive you. Thank you, the DMV queen herself. <laughs> Yeah, she's here. <laughs> she's here. Uh, cool. Well, let's um, let's move on to the shit jar. Speaking of cancel culture and restorative justice, this is our coping mechanism part of the show, restorative justice part of the show. Share a story about something that's happened in our industry, and then just like figure out a way to deal with it and move on. Which usually, um, is. Uh, Steve and Felicia role playing in the best and funniest way possible. So, it's a treat. It's my treat. <laughs> um, yeah, I have one. I have a. Okay. I have one that we can do. Okay, so this was the second ever writing six show I ever did. This is the last one I ever did because of this. 
And I did the second one because the first one I did was the first ever sketch show I ever done, and it was amazing. Okay, um, my director for it, Bina Martin, I love her. It was a great mm, sketch. It was a great sketch show mm. from beginning to end. I loved the cast. I'm still good friends with some of the writers from that cast. Like from like really like honestly, it, it really like set the tone for me for like oh this is like what a good writing sketch show is. So I was like I might as well do another one. Okay. I did a second one. I auditioned for a second one. I got got it. I was doing this sketch show. When I tell you, Mama, this thing was whack. Wh- cracker is whacker. It, okay, so what happened was it was the writing staff, I guess, or the the class that this writing sketch show. For those of you who don't know, Second City does these shows where writing write the writing curriculum. Your last level, you get to put on a full sketch review, and you cast actors in it, and like it's a full one act show. So the class, the class skewed a little bit older. Like I would say the average age for the ca- the class was probably like 55, 56. Like it was older. Like the oldest person was probably like 70 oh. something. Like it was an old cast, right? Old writing staff rather. Which isn't bad. I mean, like they should. And I am, it, it was. Yeah, I love to see Yeah, that. it was fine. But th- there were some sketches that were like really offensive. And I was at the time because my director was like god awful and is like such an irritating human being who I've had to work with. <sighs> so annoying. Um, uh, <laughs> he uh, like made it very clear that he like wasn't going to change anything. And he didn't want to hear. And he was like, the writers, the actors should not say anything because this is the writer's show. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But like this sketch is like mm-hmm. really offensive because it was like poking fun at alcoholics and like mm-hmm. it was punching down at them. And I was like, this mm-hmm. is like not yeah. like this is not the tea and so i was like trying to figure out so i talked to like a fellow cast member uh let's call her um bethany bethany Mm -hmm. um she um (laughs) i was like i didn't know that she was gonna be like scary one day so i was like oh (laughs) hey um like i think this is kind of offensive like do you think we should say something and she was like what's offensive about it like there's something offensive and also like like we like like this is their show like why are you saying anything like whatever let alone like that earlier she had given notes to them like unsolicited but anyway bethany was like you know like bethany was like no like i don't think so and the reason was because she had the main speaking role in that sketch so she was like she wouldn't give it up um Mm. but yeah so i was like afraid so then we ended up having to do it all four shows and i felt so uncomfortable every time i had to do it (sighs) damn even in (laughs) this is so uh, like good for this topic we're talking about is like feeling feeling nervous about speaking up about something even though you like don't feel like it's it's right um and in that moment you thought you had an ally and it turns out you didn't um you had a monster yeah you had a monster so i feel like it's I feel like it's time for some role play (laughs) (laughs) um do you want me to be me and then you be you can be bethany (laughs) okay (laughs) I'll be Bethany. Okay. 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 I'm not going to be as aggressive in this one because I'll be, I'm going to, I'm going to be a little bit more shocked because, you know, let's see, let's see where this okay. goes. Let's see where this goes. Okay. This okay. is what I would have, this is what I should have done. Okay. This is what I should have done and not just think of that. Okay. 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 I hope Bethany orders onions again. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh yeah. Where do you want the, I, I imagine this whole thing to happen backstage, but do you want this to happen at the bar? We could do, uh, we could do, uh, backstage because I'm going to be lipping. I'm going to be like, like saying my lines. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. okay. Ready? Lights up. Hey, hey, Bethany. Hey, Skada. Oh, hey, hey, Steve. Hey, what's going on? I'm just, I'm just going over my lines. I'm just like super excited to be like 
Ooh, have a, like a big part. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sketches. Yeah, that's nice. Um, I think she like that sketch. That are you are you practicing that the the uh, the anonymous sketch? Is that the one that you're practicing? Yeah, on? doing the anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually I was gonna ask you like I I think it's kind of offensive, don't you think? Offensive. Um, yeah, like it's not okay. I don't. It. I think it's okay. Oh, you don't think that it? You don't think that it punches down at alcoholics at all? Like it just kind of it, it kind of feels like insensitive, and it feels like it's kind of doing like you know it's kind of lazy. It. It does punch down, but like if you're, if you're falling down the steps, like you fall down, uh, you don't fall up. Uh, oh. <laughs> Um. Yeah, can you explain that metaphor to me, Bethany? Because I don't know. Are you implying that they're falling down already? Yeah, I'm like, no. I mean, like, um, because the way like my hands work, like if I'm going to punch, I punch down because it's like that's how I have more more like control. So, do you not think that we should tell this the director that like this is offensive? Like I think we should say something after the. I think we should after after the show, uh, like after the first show or after the run. After the run. Why? Why? The why? Week. What would that do? We should change it. What if someone gets offended by this in the audience? Because then we give them a chance to see, to see what the sketch looks like, so they can figure it out on their own. And then we also give me a chance. You a chance for what? <laughs> A chance to shine. You are shining with because you never wash your fucking face, it seems like. You need fucking pure and clean because your forehead looks like a fucking billboard, okay? That movie, Three Billboards in Missouri or whatever, that was that shit was about your fucking forehead. It looks like there's going to be a Johnson & Johnson commercial on that shit. You need to go wash your forehead because you already shining from all that oil on your face, glistening with your little thin hairs coming over all over you. You balding. You got like shiny scalp, okay? So you already shining, so you don't need this sketch, Okay. Okay, that's five minutes of the show. Thank you so much. Thank you, five. <laughs> Thank you, five. Can you help me go over my lines? <laughs> Fuck no. Steve, I love that you're like, I'm going to go easy on this one. <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> and it was such a twist. Yeah. Such a twist. You could have seen Felicia's face. <laughs> wow. That was fantastic. It was riveting. Uh, I love that metaphor. Can can we revisit that one real quick? You, you- it's just crazy because people listen to they probably think that someone made up this is a real person like this this person person is real and is alive and is problematic to the core and she's sitting right next to you right now (laughs) (laughs) i know i feel like i have to shower now yeah i feel so dirty (laughs) um but wait but wait before we move on to the next segment i think the metaphor is if you're falling down (laughs) stairs you're yeah, because you fall down the stairs, you don't fall if up. If they're already falling down, they can't fall up. That's what she's saying about the people that are <laughs> punching down on. If they're already falling down, they, they're not going to fall up. Just push them down. They're not going to fall up. We're not cartoons. Yeah. yeah not, <laughs> this isn't sci-fi. You can't fall up. This? That was fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Um, five stars. I would pay for another ticket to see that show. Great work. Uh, let's do our improv edits. We are going to pick one thing we talked about today and do an improv edit on it. We're going to do it. Do it. Do it real good. I always trying to go for that song. Do it now. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Or that one. There's a lot of do it. 
Okay. That's an interesting song to get in your head and like just be like verbalizing that throughout the day. Uh, and I wonder people. how she is. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's look her up. See Kaya. if she's looking her on the show. Uh, you, y'all got an edit? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. All right, well, say your edit. Oh, okay. I'm going to... <laughs> Um, I'm going to call the I'm going to call the in-house security uh, for the building to come get that nasty Disney man that we kept talking about because <laughs> ain't nobody wants his raggedy ass writing op-eds that no one asked for on the Orlando Sentinel about Disney and also the same about everyone that's like well the old way used to be better I'm gonna call security on all of them and have security kick them out <laughs> Get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. We, okay. yeah. we can't make comedy great again. Mm-mm. Never. Okay. I'm going to um, suggest a montage of nuanced conversations. Ooh. Um, I'll be French. Uh, f- uh, Monday through Friday. Yeah. Monday through Friday. Every show is montage of nuanced conversations. We love. We love oh, we yeah. Love. Oh, like that. Uh, I'm going to suggest a spotlight because uh, there's something real nice about a spotlight when you when mm-hmm. the when the stage manager's got your back and you're doing something and they they spotlight you. I'm gonna suggest that vibe, that feeling for when it's time to stand up for something that isn't right. Mm. So just like that, like you're like, mm, I got the spotlight now, and the whole audience is on board, and my the stage manager's got my back, my team's got my back. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm getting a clap. I love it. Uh, cool. Well, that's a full form, fully fledged show right there. Monday through Friday, we solved it. We solved. All of it, y'all. We did it. Uh, before we go, what is something for you that is healing comedy or something that you've found gratifying the past couple couple days or week or two weeks? Besides Marvel. Oh, Marvel's always my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a bunch of kind of Lifetime movies on Amazon Prime. <laughs> and I think that's yes. healing my soul and healing comedy. And I think that's where the steps came from. Um, so every lifetime movie has steps involved fact (laughs) Mm -hmm. that's a fact don't add me yeah (laughs) um i've been watching below deck sailing uh does anybody watch below deck in general because it's that's that reality show right yeah on bravo Mm -hmm. i haven't watched Uh, it but i've heard of it oh it's so good it's so trashy it makes you just forget about everything uh, but this season is like unintentionally funny because they are just the dumbest. They do the dumbest shit. But like I have found myself a couple times like literally rewinding, laughing out loud, rewinding, laughing out loud. So it's just been like a nice reminder that you don't have to write anything that that like nuanced to be funny. You can just have a bunch of human beings interacting and doing funny shit. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. They're in uh, Croatia right now and it makes me want to get a yacht. Y'all want to rent a yacht? It's like hundred thousand dollars i would love to rent a yacht let's do it can we do that i want to go to croatia croatia is beautiful it's so pretty it's so pretty um, i'm so jealous for anyway. me panera panera is healing comedy <laughs> thank you so much that's our show thank you <laughs> panera wait 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 no. say more wait what about panera panera bread panera bread yeah like the bacon turkey bravo and like a broccoli cheddar with like a bear claw bravo. or a muffy or um which is a muffin cookie or like a vanilla cinnamon roll or the asian sesame Ooh. chicken salad or you know there's just 
It's Panera. For me, did you, Did you treat Panera, your... Panera. I agree. <laughs> did you treat yourself to that? No, but uh, I, I, I look up pictures of it on Instagram. <laughs> I'm going to get Panera tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I just like looking at the pictures that they post. <laughs> it's healing me. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Oh that my gosh. That healed I'm I'm hungry now. I'm going to go get a bread bowl. <gasps> Please. Make my stomach hurt. <laughs> Oh, great. Thank you so much for joining us and listening to us. If you have an entry for the shit jar, we've got a couple entries, y'all. We need to do like a mailbag episode. Wait, really? Entries in the email. Yeah. Wait, let's use them. Send them to you. Let's do our next episode. Let's do one. (gasps) Yes. We need you, our listeners, to send in your shit jar entries and we will... Man, you heard some role-playing today. Imagine a whole episode of a bunch of different scenes. Imagine me like just calling all a bunch of your enemies raggedy bitches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's not be raggedy bitch. That's my dream. <laughs> so email them, comedyhasanalogy at gmail.com. It is the easiest email address in the world. Okay, that's it. We're going to go be decent human beings. Bye. Bye. This is an Area Code podcast.